A number of years ago, I went on a Buddhist meditation retreat. There was a small group of us who were white Westerners, but a larger group of people had come from around Nepal and India to participate in this retreat. The main task of the retreat is to sit for long periods of silence, first focusing on our breathing, and then focusing on every sensation in our body that we could notice. We would sit for periods of 30 minutes, one hour, and twice a day for two hours, doing nothing but pay attention to the sensations in our body. Now, we had to move our attention all over from just the smallest patches of our face to the soles of our foot and see what we could feel. Now, some parts, if you've ever sat in a cross-legged position for 30 minutes, an hour, or two hours, they felt a lot of pain. It was easy to notice the sensations in those areas. But other areas, like your elbow, you never pay attention to. It's harder to pick up on anything. And you might want it in the midst of all this boredom. Well, the purpose of this task was to experience sensations that were extremely negative, but not react to them with hatred or aversion. And we had to sit with those places where we couldn't feel anything, but try not to experience the feeling of craving or grasping. So there's the two things we are supposed to avoid, aversion and hatred and craving and grasping. Now, this was a spiritual practice that I left behind me on that retreat, I have to admit. I do other things now. But I still remember that experience of bringing ourselves down to the basics of these feelings, feelings of desire and feelings of hatred or resistance. And in the first part of our gospel today, these are the feelings that Jesus brings to our attention. I think he wants us to live at the level of these feelings because that's when what we experience, our anger or hatred or our cravings or desires, are still at a level where they're not destructive. They're not harming other people yet. And so Christ says, don't judge yourself by whether or not you've murdered anyone. Hold yourself accountable at the level of hatred or even name-calling of other people. And you may not have committed adultery, but hold yourself accountable for the desires you have before they hurt anyone else. So Jesus calls us to live in that place. And in his descriptions later on in the passage, he follows a similar pattern. Hold yourself accountable before you face a judgment you're not ready for. He gives the example of what we might call a great gospel justification for out-of-court settlements. That is, you we're in trouble with someone, and while you're on the way to court, why not just say, ah, let's call it even, or I'll give you this much, because once you face the judge, you might be in for a lot more trouble. Jesus also gives the example of approaching the altar, where he says, if you come to the altar with an offering and realize your brother or sister has something against you, be reconciled to them first. I think what part of this passage shows us 
if we read it in light of all these other sections that ask us to hold ourselves accountable at an earlier stage before things get destructive, I think what Jesus is telling us is be reconciled with and heal with other people before you face God. Because other people are going to be a lot easier on you than maybe God is. Now, we're not used, especially in this church, to, to drawing you know, long sermons or images about God as judge, but God as judge is an important figure in Matthew's gospel as a whole. And I'm inspired. Usually we think of God, at least I do, I'm fortunate to think of God as unconditionally loving and accepting. It's other people, including myself, who are sometimes the source of severest judgment. But here, the gospel gives us hope that maybe we can be much easier on each other, hold each other accountable, ask each other for forgiveness, because we might extend more mercy than we're used to experiencing from God. So I'd invite us all to live in that place, that place of awareness of our emotions before they become destructive, and that place of reconciling with one another before it's too late. Amen.